The European Union slams Meta for its data transfer practices. The state of Montana takes on TikTok. And an AI image fools people again, at least for a few minutes. We'll jump into these topics and more on Today in Tech. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Today in Tech. I'm Keith Shaw. Pushing the buttons, as always, is Chris, who is back from vacation. He's tanned, rested, and ready to go. Right, Chris? Hey, how's it going? Yeah, hey. I'm, I kind of don't want to be here right now. I'd rather be back <laughs> on the beach, but, you know. I can tell you, you get, you've got a, a darker uh, shade of, of Caucasian. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I got I to gotta work back on uh, my fluorescent tan. I got I to gotta get rid of this. I got I to gotta get back my fluorescent tan. Do they make, do they, just as a, a weird question, do they make glow-in-the-dark tattoo type things, or is that just so toxic that you would never even think about that? Uh, no, they definitely have it. I'd never get it, okay. but it exists. Because, yeah, you need you, you don't want to be sneaking around as you know in, in the dark, and then all of a sudden you'll be able to see all these glow-in-the-dark tattoos, I suppose. Right. All right, let's jump right into it. Anyway, you, uh, you had a good time on vacation? Yes? Yeah, it was fun. Yep. Okay. Uh, let's jump right into the big news of the day, which was the uh, Meta fined $1.3 billion over data transfers to the U.S. The European Union slammed uh, pretty hard on uh, our, our old pal Mark Zuckerberg. Uh, the dis- uh Basically, the owner of Facebook, Meta Platforms, was fined $1.3 billion by the European Union regulators for sending user information to the U.S., which is a record privacy penalty for the European Union. Uh, The ruling raises pressure on the U.S. government to complete a deal that would allow Meta and thousands of multinational companies to keep sending such information stateside. Uh, The size of the fine also underscores the increasing risks of running afoul of the EU's privacy rules as its enforcement tightens. They're really serious about the GDPR. Like EU does not mess around because yeah. this is like another example. Like there, it's not just Meta that they're going after in Facebook. This, these are well, they're going to go after all, all all companies, all businesses, all all companies or businesses that do business in the EU that right. violate you know their uh, data protection uh, law. Um, I, I think I think it's good. I think it's good that they're cracking down because, again, these companies deal with our data. And right. They're, they're just trying to be good stewards of our data, right? I, I think um, that the issue, though, with with, with Facebook and, and Meta was that, that they had a deal with the U.S. government in terms of, you know, the, the government wants to have that data transferred to the U.S. because they are surveilling Euro- European citizens or, you know, they, they're using it for surveillance purposes. So it does feel a little bit like that Meta might be stuck in the middle here um, because there was a deal between the U.S. and the European Union, but that was, you know, that deal was overturned in 2020. Okay. So I I do think they're going to revisit that deal, which is why the U.S. is like, whoa, 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 hold on a minute. Don't fine us just yet because I think they're, I think... They're going to re do some reworking on that deal. And actually, let me go back to the actual article because yeah. I think they I think they do mention that uh, towards the bottom here. Um, um, yeah, they're they're basically trying to put a pause on that fine because they might get that passed. Right. In um, addition to imposing the fine, Monday's decision also orders Meta to stop sending information about Facebook's European users to the U.S. and delete data already sent within six months. But Meta said it could avoid that order if Washington completes a new transatlantic agreement with the EU to allow data transfers before then. And I think that the U.S. wants it so that they can have that ability to find bad guys right, through right. Facebook, which... I don't know. That seems weird yeah. to me. So, I mean, I, 
I think the big takeaway for me, at least, was that, like, don't mess around with the EU on this. Yeah, don't mess around with the EU, right? You know, I I think they're trying to do do good by it, obviously. They're trying to help, you know, keep our data safe, make sure companies aren't, you know, um, doing anything malicious with our data. Or the EU is just like... (laughs) <laughs> looking at the amount of fines that they're putting on, they're kind of like, hey, hold my Bud Light. <laughs> Let's put, uh, what was it, 1.2 billion? Because I think their last their last fine, what what was it? It was uh, uh, 806 million here. It was 806 million, and I believe it was for Amazon, yep. But and, it isn't even, like, you, and, you know, for the EU, it might be the biggest fine, but uh, Meta and Facebook have faced pretty big fines before anyway. I think they um, the uh, FTC went after them, and it was like five billion. Oh, was it? That they were charged. But I think they're just I don't know. Maybe they're playing this like game with themselves. Like, okay, how can we one up? One up? Like how much? Like how big of fines can we put out? It's like yeah, here here's one point two billion. Yeah, I think the the, <laughs> the story did say something like that. The Ireland was allowed to determine the amount of the fine because uh, Facebook has uh, headquarters in Dublin, uh, and right. it also said. Uh, the EU board insisted that Ireland issue a fine of between 20% and 100% of the maximum allowable penalty. Uh, this allows for a fine up to 4% of worldwide annual revenue or nearly $4.7 billion in Meta's case. Just go all the way. Go to 100. <laughs> Why not? The fine is smaller than the $5 billion 2019 FTC penalty against Meta for consumer privacy violations. It also remains below the EU's largest antitrust fines, including a $4.7 billion fine against Google related to its Android operating system. I mean, again, the bottom line is, is like, if, you're, if you are a company that does multinational, you know, work in, in, in Europe... You know, you're basically you better follow that GDPR because again, you you might you might get hit with even a bigger fine in terms of the relation to how much revenue you're making. Right, you, that could put you out of business. I, I mean, mean, the first thing I the, one of the first things I did when I got here at at Foundry was I had to take a test on GDPR and right. One of the things was if you've got data on European users, that has to be stored somewhere in Europe. You can't da- you can't do the data transfer. You, you have to fully understand the parameters, the guidelines, you know, of abiding with the GDPR. Yeah. Like 110%. Because like, I mean, if you look at it this way, uh, data is the new form of gold. Yeah. Right. And they're just trying to regulate, you know, I mean, how, I, I, how these companies use our data, yeah. move it around, where, where does it go? Um, you know, so that they, they, they protect the people. I right. do find it interesting that you, the the European Union is is interested in protecting its citizens. Where in the U.S., where you think that that would happen, you don't get anything. You don't get any sort of regulations like this. Imagine if, you know, we decided that we should do things. I think California does something similar to the GDPR, but the rest of the, they, the states don't. And, they do. They do. California. Yeah. Basically, tried to do the same thing uh, the European Union does, but I, I'm not. It's that silly concept of you know states' rights. Yeah, I'm not entirely sure where where the. I mean, I think California is, has it. I think right. it exists. Um, I just don't know too much about it. Because um, I mean, if GDPR covers, I mean, if if you do business in the in the EU, you, it's all covered by the GDPR, even right. if you're a U.S. company. So right. it almost seems redundant that California would have their own policy and guidelines. Um, I know we're going off a little off topic here, but. I always found that weird that California has its own thing. But, I mean, to, you know, classic California, they're going to do their own thing. Right. Um, but then hope that everybody else follows them. Exactly. 
One state, you want to you want to talk about a state that's doing some stuff that California's not doing? What's that? Montana. Oh. Montana has decided to go after TikTok. Last week they they decided to uh, the governor signed a bill that basically banned TikTok across the state. Um and just this week TikTok fought back and was like, uh no, we're going to sue you. So, uh TikTok has sued Montana over the state's ban of its service. Uh Legal action has come after some of the platform's users sued the state's attorney general. Hold on. Pop-up ads. Lovely. Uh, The suit filed Monday in the U.S. District Court of Montana alleges the ban violates the First Amendment and several other laws. The case was uh, brought against the state's attorney general who was tasked with enforcing the ban. This ban was, was scheduled to go into effect January 1st. It is unclear how it's going to be enforced. Uh, When the news came out, I mean, the, the interesting part about the ban from my perspective as a end user is that there, it really is unclear about a, how they're going to enforce it. Like, you know, I don't, I don't anticipate random, you know, mobs of, of policemen going around and checking someone's phone to see if they have TikTok on it. Um, obviously you can ban it on state owned devices. So if you're in the government of Montana, yeah, um, you can, you can sort of prevent TikTok from being installed on it. You can set up sort of some geolocations for Wi-Fi to make sure, you know, if you're in a certain area. But a VPN app just completely sort of solves that. Like, I could be in the middle of, of the Montana mountains, plateaus. Anyway, I could be in Montana, and, and basically my VPN could say that I'm in Massachusetts. Yeah. And I could then still use the service. So I don't necessarily you know, think that this is something that's going to be enforceable. It's almost like they did this law just to see what the courts are going to say about this, because it is, it, it's a, it's an issue of first amendment rights from the, the side of TikTok, but it's also privacy and protection of, of children on the other side. Yeah. It's a, it's a tough situation to be in, um, especially if you're TikTok. But again, I am a little biased on this. I don't like TikTok. Right. I, I don't either. I I'm not it. a fan of I'm not a fan of this of this app either. But I do, I, you know, as a journalist, you're supposed to sort of defend the, the rights of the First Amendment and free free speech and free press. But mm-hmm. TikTok is doing things that I don't appreciate as a parent. Don't agree with of of teenagers. Yeah, you absolutely. Know, and I, you know, and there, there was another article that The Wall Street Journal had recently about how damaging TikTok's algorithms are towards teenagers. And we've talked about this on the show before, where the feed that the Americans, you know, that Americans get can be far different, far different from the, from the Chinese version of TikTok, which, you know, the, the feed that the the Chinese kids get are all about education and, and educational topics and being good citizens and all this other stuff. And we get, um, self-harm, suicide, eating the, disorders. The, right. The problem is, is the app is like many social media apps is run off of an algorithm. Right. And it's like they, I, uh, TikTok, what TikTok should do is that if, if, if a user has some sort of curiosity or interest in doing any sort of self-harm or, or something we don't want teens or children to do. Right. It should not, the algorithm should not push that content. That's what it should do. But that's not the case with TikTok. Right. So, so here's the, the yeah. a recent study found that when researchers created accounts belonging to a, a fictitious 13 year olds, they were quickly inundated with videos about eating disorders, body image, self-harm and suicide. Um, a, a Wall Street Journal investigation in 2021 found that TikTok steers viewers to dangerous content 
TikTok said it has since strengthened parental controls and promised a more even-keeled algorithm, but the new study suggests that the app experience for young teens has changed little. I have three, te- I have three teenagers. They refuse to let me touch their phones. All three of them. Yep. Like I would have to basically tackle them and wrestle the, the phones out of their hand in order to try to then find the application settings for this parental control. And still, I could guarantee you that within 10 minutes, they would find a way to disable it because they're, right. they're tech savvy. Or That's just, what, just Google it. Or just Google what? Uh, Google like how, how to get around? Yeah. Yeah. Or, or, how, or how to, you know... On, on, and so, as a, so as a parent, I want sort of more the the ability for, and I don't know if I want the government need, to step in, but it's like you've at least they're recognizing that this this some of this content can be harmful to people. The only thing I can tell my ki- my kids basically is, hey, don't watch that stuff. Or you know, and, you know, I asked them once, can I see what's on your feed? And they 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 still felt that like I was invading their privacy. Like if, all of a sudden I was Big Brother. Yeah. If if an app. A website is pushing harmful content without restrictions. Mm-hmm. Something needs to be done about it. Right. That's it. There's no. There's no argument. But 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 the argument is well, free speech. Then maybe it should be censored. You know what I mean? Right. Now, TikTok is also saying that the ban violates a law that bars governments from declaring a person or entity guilty of a crime and punishing them without a trial and rules government interstate. I mean, whatever. Who knows where this is going to go? I mean, I have a feeling that the, the, that the courts will, A, they'll do an injunction so that you can't enforce this anyway um, until this is, is, you know, maybe this will go up to the Supreme Court. I know that the U.S. government wants to sort of ban TikTok and that, you know, that congressional hearing did not make TikTok look any better. Uh, again, because it's China, it's not because of right. necessarily the, the, the content. But for example, I, I was thinking about this when I was, when I was eating lunch today. Um, remember when, whenever there's sort of a new technology that comes out, um, TV back in the fifties, uh, let, let's, let's go far back. You know, like you always have these parents like, oh, TV's going to rot your brain. Mm-hmm. Um, now again, I grew up in the seventies and eighties. I was still hearing those arguments. And then as a, as a, as a user, as a kid, as a teenager, I'm like, TV is not rotting my brain. I'm, I'm fine. I watch eight hours of TV a day and I'm fine. I've, I turned out fine. Um, and then you started hearing this with video games. Oh, video games are going to cause you to be violent or video games is going to rot your brain, blah, 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 blah. We're just sort of in that next phase. The problem here is that TV networks were owned by U.S. corporations, right? Yep. Video games, for the most part, are developed by U.S. companies or, you know, some Japanese companies. I think the problem with TikTok is that TikTok is owned by a Chinese company that is giving us no right. transparency. And they're also technically our quote unquote but enemy. Not, not only that. So, and, and it's not that far to make that leap that they're using this algorithm to subvert our right. life. But I mean, not only that, but um, the examples that you gave, video games and um, film and movies have yep. their own rating systems. Yep. So it made it very easy for parents to be like, uh, yeah, that's not for my kid. But with TikTok, Technically, I think anything you, goes. Really. Yeah, I think you have to be 13 in order to download it. But but there are ways, there are around, ways around easily, it. Easily. But there be, there's ways to get into an R-rated movie if you're under 17. I'm certain True. there's certain ways that that I got around it. You know. True. But again, it was a parental decision. It was still, you know, there, my dad was like, yeah, you can go watch this movie. Here, I'll take you to some. Like my dad took me to some R-rated movies when I was 13 and 14. Mm-hmm. 
because he because he made the decision that it, he didn't think it was that harmful. Um, but again, that's a movie versus this phone app that they have all the time. Like it's it's the accessibility. Yeah, it's the accessibility. It's in front of every. It's in it's in front of your face twenty four seven, and it's it's a free range. It, it's like if I had to take a guess, I think that this 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 law from Montana will probably be overturned at some point. Probably. But like, again, the more pressure that, that parents and citizens and even the government puts on TikTok could like change, change, you know, what they're doing. All I'm going to say is uh, when my daughter comes of age, she's going to get the old Nokia brick phones. (laughs) Um, And then slowly introduce smartphones with restrictions, honestly. Like I, I, you know, it's easy to say that when you have, I, I know, a, you I know, know yeah. a newborn slash toddler, and you don't have to worry. Like I, I, I did the same thing. I was like, oh, my kids will never have a phone, and my kids will never have tablets. And I knew enough about computers at the time to be like, oh, I can monitor what they're doing. When they get to the point where they're teenagers and they're ignoring you most of the time, anyway, it just becomes a. I'm so. I'm just so tired. I. I would. Yeah. Ha- I don't have the energy to monitor all three kids. I'm just hoping that I've raised them well enough to not fall into some of these traps. I mean, right. they certainly know not to eat Tide Pods because that was a thing. And <laughs> was that a TikTok? That was either a TikTok thing or a, remember the Tide Pod yeah, challenge? Yeah, yeah, Tide Pods. Well, like, but that's that's some of the other stuff that uh, the, the cha- hearing that they had. Yeah. with the CEOs, there's more challenges. By oh, the I know. way, they're I just know. they're just not being. Um, they're just not being broadcasted as much anymore because I, I don't think I don't think they want adults and or parents to see what's actually going on in the app. Now, could could you argue that people will do stupid things regardless? Because so one of the challenges I remember was there was a, a pencil and you took the pencil and eraser and you the challenge was to sort of burn your 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 skin, Ugh. and that's something that we were doing. But you know, pre TikTok in in yeah. But once you did it, you're like, well, that's stupid, and you didn't do it again. But now the fact that that you can now film this, become a viral sensation, get a lot of viewers for doing something stupid, is that the problem? Well, is the gl- problem is that being we've got glor- to s- it's being glorified, yeah, and it's being like, praised. It's 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 being rewarded. I I you know? I you know I loved the evil Knievel guy on the motorcycle jumping his motorcycle over cars and buses and stuff mm-hmm. and we replicated that in the back streets of the suburbs right, right. <laughs> the, the mean streets of clifton park new york um and i was an idiot like we would set up a ramp and i would jump and there was this one time that the jump fell down i and i landed on my back on my bike i didn't break anything but like you know scuffed knees and all that stuff now if i if, if i'd done that today a, I would have I would be wearing a helmet probably, <laughs> yeah. and B, someone three people would have been filming this, and then they would have become famous for me doing this idiotic, stupid thing that that you know. You're not going to get one like or subscribe. What? <laughs> Everybody else who's taking the video of you will. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. But again, are we amplifying the dangers of this stuff, or has this stuff always been going on? It's just like that's a bigger philosophical debate, yeah, I guess, that I, we I, have to have. Of, I think it's I think it's a lot worse today. Because like of, people are just doing stupid stuff because we're filming it. Yeah, because it's because of our phones. Okay, but well, look at it this way. I know people out there are going to be like, "Well, well, look at the movies Jackass." Right. Remember the movies Jackass? Yeah. They oh, do, my son loves them. Yeah, <laughs> they do crazy stuff. But at the very beginning, there's a big warning, a yeah. big message, being like, "Hey, 
Don't try this at home. Do we get messages like that for these Tide for these Pod TikTok? challenges? No. These 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 challenges that can cause you harm? No. It's it's it, it's being pushed. It's being like I said, glorified. All for likes and follows, right? And, and you're not you and know? you're not seeing a TikTok challenge that says TikTok challenge. Read a book, <laughs> right? Right. You're not seeing that in the U.S. Right. Maybe <laughs> you're seeing that in challenge. Maybe or I mean in China. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I'm sure we'll be monitoring this as further developments happen in the TikTok space. Uh, as you can see, I think we're both sort of against TikTok, but we're not ready to like just like slam the hammer down. No, on you know it. we're just ignorant. That's just, that's all. We're we're just. I know. We're it's, just but ignorant. it's all about dances and fun and and yeah yeah stuff and life whatever. All right. So. Uh, one other story I wanted to sort of chat with you about is um, Adobe is adding uh, the AI image generator Firefly. That's its version of the AI, like Mid Journey and Dolly and those things that can add yep. um, yeah, fake images to things. Uh, they're adding it to Photoshop. Now, this was announced a few months ago uh, by Adobe, but they're getting closer to basically allows users to quickly extend images and add or remove objects using the text prompts. The feature is called generative fill, and it is one of the first creative cloud applications to use Adobe's AI image generator Firefly, which was released as a web only beta in March. Generative fill is launching in today in beta, but Adobe says it will see a full release in Photoshop later this year. Uh, I do have a, a creative cloud account, so I can't wait to try it out. I have tried Adobe Firefly on some stuff. Um, you can see on this image from The Verge, this is basically the what they did was they took an image of a dog and then they filled in all the other things. So the stuff that's popping up, like the bubbles and the puddle and the car in the background, that's all generated by AI. And I think that the image at the top of the article shows you like the scene on the left is you know a regular photo and right. then they've added like a cloud that looks like a car and the floating right. car in the puddle right um looks great yeah no it's cool um i mean i i, I don't really have much of an uh, an opinion on it yet um like whether or not professionals in photography or or graphic design would actually use it i i don't really know maybe it's more of a consumer thing instead of a prosumer thing could be you know what i mean yeah um because i mean I, I find maybe professionals would want to for example if you look at this shot of the dog well just shoot it in portrait mode <laughs> instead of having ai try to flip true you know, and, try to add to the image right yeah so, but like, maybe well yeah i mean I, again that's just sort of a demo example of it but if i'm so I am of the, the I'm of the consumer side of things where I know enough about Photoshop to make me dangerous, but I don't have the time to spend another, you know, six, six days learning all of these other features. Right. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you can do a lot of this. So, you know, for example, I had a, um, I, this past weekend I was in a play. Okay. Um, and cause that's my side gig is, is part-time actor. I don't know if you knew that, Chris. Um, so ba I'm, I was backstage and one of my fellow actors took a photo of me in my character that I wanted to put in my social media at some point. But at the time that she took the picture, uh, the stage was lit in this like blue gel led light. So the entire photo is I'm blue. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, I mean, while the photo itself was okay, it was still a little dark. So I went into Photoshop and I tried to, it was like, well, I'm going to try to like remove the blue and, and sort of get a white balance thing. And I, you know, and I went into Google and I tried six different things and it never got it to the way where I wanted it to be. I would love an AI sort of image tool that could correct everything for me at the push of a button. Yeah. 
Um, and so that's what appeals to me as sort of an end user of like, fix this photo, get it right now. And we talked about this, you know, a couple of weeks ago with the Google thing where, you know, remember that grandma that had the hand thing where it was moving? Like th- those are the types of tools that I think AI would appreciate. Now, would a professional do this? Probably not because they already know that that kind of stuff. But maybe the professional gets this done and gets that that sort of busy work done quicker so that they can focus more on minutiae details that would make the photo better. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's the good side. There is a bad side to this, is, and that is now, well, now you can even make fake photos even more looking realistic. Wow, that's a horrible sentence. But you can, make, you can make the fake images look more realistic right. through this, the use of these tools. Right. And we saw an example of that this week. Uh, there was a, uh, a, a photo that went out on Twitter that said that there was an explosion near the Pentagon. Uh, the photo, uh, did you even find a photo of it? Did Twitter take it down? Um, I'm trying to find it. Yeah. Um, All the articles that we, that we saw about it didn't actually use the photo, you know, um, they might've taken it down. This is all I'm getting on the website, the AP website you sent me. Yeah. They they just had, yeah. So I think they took everything down um, of the photo, but I mean, that's pretty frightening, you know, that, you know, right. someone can take a picture of, you know, a, a monumental building and make it look like it's caught on fire. And then, hey, look at the stock market. Yeah, I've actually got one on here. I'm going to send this to you and you can pop it up on the screen here. Um, do you have that there? Yeah. So they put an X through it, obviously, because it's a not a real photo. But that was, that was the photo that was sort of tweeted out. Yeah. And then good for humans for figuring this out. But then, like, you know, a lot of new... some Now, they're saying that some people fell for it, but then other people tried to confirm it, and then there was no confirmation. Like, they had, like, traffic cameras in the area. They had police that were saying, like, there's nothing going on. You know, all these other news sources saying, no, this is fake. And then when you looked at the photo, like, that doesn't really... You can tell, like, from the fence, and that's not really the Pentagon. That's not what the front of the Pentagon looks like. It was just sort of a standard... Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so it's like, obviously that became fake. Now, the real issue is, is that uh, because of that, there was a small dip in the stock market. Right. And then once they've confirmed that it was uh, fake, the stock market sort of went back up. But for however amount of time where it was down, you could have made a lot of money in terms of like buying when it was low or selling when it was high type of a thing. And so then it was also traced back to the accounts that were that had created the photo were related to CryptoCoin. So again, there's your there's your I mean, you know, will they get will they get caught? Will they get arrested? Will they get, you know, in trouble for this? Who knows? Probably I mean, my I'm hoping, guess I'm hoping they do. My guess probably not, but I mean, I think this is just going to foreshadow uh what's going to come. Yeah. Down the line is you know, we might see more photos like this in Again, the easy, a way to manipulate maybe a stock market. I don't know. Right. So I don't know. Yeah. I mean, you could manipulate the stock market like with things like this. You can manipulate elections, which again, we've got another one coming up. I mean, we've already year. saw we've already saw examples of that. Like mm-hmm. they they tried to show you know Trump being arrested and yep right yep. So the, I, I think it's only the beginning. Again, I think it's it's going to come down to that that feeling is that unless you see someone face to face, you should not trust anybody. Even just watching this video of of you and you and I talking with each other. Have we manipulated anything? No, we don't have the the tools to do that yet, but who knows? 
someday in the future, would this be a real Keith? You can already clone <laughs> my voice. It won't take too long to, to sort of copy my mannerisms. You might not be able to get my fingers right, but, you know. We're becoming more and more like the Matrix. Ooh. What if we already <laughs> are in the Matrix and this is just a big glitch that we're discovering? Am I really real? So, <laughs> get Keanu Reeves in here. We need to talk to him. All right. So I, I did want to catch up on some news because you were gone for a week. There were two other things that we wanted to really check with, check up with real quickly. Uh, first was um, Twitter has a new CEO. Elon Musk uh, announced that um, the new CEO is, uh, I, I'm going to butcher her name, but it's Linda Yaccarino. Uh, she wa- used to be involved with NBC Universal. Uh, she is known as the world, the ad world's velvet hammer. Very, very, you know, nice to advertisers, but also f- strong with them. Yep. Um, I think, I think both you and I agree that I think this is a good move to help sort of Twitter sort of balance itself from the, from the, you know, extremes on both sides and sort of like make it an advertiser friendly place, whether that's, you know, going to be successful or not, who knows. But we just did find that image on, on Twitter, by the way. Um, so what are your thoughts on this? Um, yeah, I mean, like you said, I I think it's a good thing. Um, as we all know, Elon Musk gets a lot of heat for being Elon Musk, right? Right. Um, but I, I, I think this is good. Um, maybe it'll put Twitter in even more of a good direction, if that makes sense, uh, to try to make it more of a viable social media platform. Um, there was a quote in here. Um, yeah. Let me find it real quick from uh, from the new CEO. Oh, here it is. Uh, and I guess it's this kind of encapsulates maybe her her thinking on advertising, her philosophy. Uh, but what the hell is a view, anyways? Right. That's her quote. Miss um, Yacarino said during NBC Universal's annual pitch to advertisers in 2017, "Has a view bought any of your products? No, viewers." byproducts. That's why TV works. It reaches real people. And it really makes you think. It really makes you think about how we measure and gauge and quantify views, likes, subscribers Mm -hmm. uh, in a a monetary way, right? Um, So I I just think her way way of thinking of on a view is fascinating. Now, this is obviously what she she said that when she was representing sort of the broadcast TV industry. Yep. And now she's in the you know, now she's in the position of being the head of the social media platform. There's two ways that you could do you could you could look at this. You could you could look at this as saying, well, now she's got to sort of change her opinion and promote to advertisers the value of a view or increase, you know, explain that a view is important or like you were saying to me before we we went on on the air was what if she takes that sort of TV attitude and the TV broadcasting attitude exactly. and brings that to Twitter? So we start seeing Twitter act more like a YouTube or right. some sort of video platform where now people like, again, what if they actually instituted some video features where yeah. this show could be on Twitter? And we upload the video directly to Twitter and then benefit from advertisers. Right. You know, as, as it is, what we're doing now is we're uploading it to, to YouTube. Uh, YouTube. And then you, when you click on it, I don't even think you can... Can you watch the show? I don't think you can watch the show on Twitter. I think you have to... Like, you click on the link and it brings you to YouTube. Our, our show? Our show. 
Or most shows. I don't think. Yeah, yeah, or, no. Or because it played, does it embed the video in? I, I, I don't know. No, no. It, it's it's through YouTube. So we'll right. take we'll share our YouTube link on Twitter, and yep. then if people want to watch it, it will usually embed a YouTube player on sometimes. Twitter. Or sometimes sometimes it does, or it sends you to YouTube. Sometimes. Yeah, or if you you're able to click on the link, it'll redirect you. Right. Uh, but yeah, maybe Twitter might take the approach to you know that of YouTube. And maybe Twitter has his own channels or something. I don't know. Maybe Twitter breaks out their own, I don't know, Twitter TV or something like that. I, it wouldn't no, surprise no me given what, what YouTube has done and given the fact I think Facebook was trying that for a while. Facebook did, spent yeah. a lot of money on that and I don't think that really succeeded. Well, actually, hold on a second. I think Twitter, what is it, Periscope? Twitter? Yeah, Twitter had Periscope. What was that? I think I think that was Twitter's... Streaming, live streaming. Okay, that was, was that live, live streaming. streaming? Yeah, well, and Twitter had Vine. They had Twitter had Vine, and then and then they shut down Vine. Yeah, and then and then that turned into basically what Instagram and TikTok are doing now, like the short form videos. Right. Like, like I mean, they already had it, and they they blow it. Yeah, I I think this what this really signifies is just okay. Elon Musk, he's serious. He's serious about flipping Twitter, making right. it, making it really good, make it really you know, much more friendlier to advertisers and they're not going to mess around. And I also think that, that you know? him sort of giving up the CEO ship to become chairman will, will then he can now say, look, 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 I've got Tesla, I've got SpaceX, I've got Twitter. I've, you know, it's not going to be just one company that he's focusing on, which I think will make the people that support those other companies also happy or happier. Yeah. He'll, he'll have more time to send more rockets up in space, <laughs> which I'm sure he, I mean, okay. You have the option of, Sending rockets up, creating cars, or managing a social media platform. I don't know. Pick one. <laughs> yeah. Probably want to do the cooler thing. I don't yeah. know. He's Elon Musk, so. And, and again, I think a lot of people that don't like social media have already made up their decision. and They've already made their decision about Twitter. They've made their decision about Facebook. They've made their, right. you know, whatever. Like, you know, you talk to all your friends and like, oh, I'm not on Facebook. Oh, I hate Twitter. Blah, blah, blah. It's like, all right, well, they've already made up their mind. Yeah. Oh, I hate TikTok. Oh, wait, that's me. <laughs> you. Yeah. I mean, all, all of our minds are already made up. Honestly. <laughs> that's right. It all just depends on how old you are and, and how grumpy you are and whether you want to yell at that cloud or not. One other quick thing I want to bring up with you, uh, Chris, was um, we did a show uh, a few weeks ago about um, uh, the UK regulator slamming uh, the Microsoft Activision Blizzard deal. That may be an outlier because now 37 countries have now approved the Microsoft deal to buy Activision Blizzard, uh, the latest being China, which, you know, that's a pretty big country. Yeah. So uh, it does look like the the road towards Microsoft owning them is is going to happen. I think that there still is some U.S. concern, but every time I look up stories, it's like they're split between some, you know, some regulators want the deal to go through because they're saying it will foster competition. And then others are like, no, it's going to squash, gonna squash competition. competition. Yeah. So I don't know what to believe anymore, other than the fact that I'm still mad that I can't play Starfield from a previous uh, Bethesda purchase. Right, right. So yeah. that's coming right. out and I don't have an Xbox and I suppose I could buy a PC and play it on PC. Yeah, there you point. go. I could, hey, I could build you one. Just let me know. Really? You'll, will, will it be free? I'll build it for free. You 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 buy the parts. <laughs> but uh, I was this close. I was this close to getting a free PC from you. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I I don't know. The more stories that come out on this, I I don't know. I'm kind of torn. I don't know what to think. I I don't personally own an Xbox. Yeah. Um, I really don't play 
that many Xbox exclusives. Actually, I don't really game that much any, anymore. And it's, uh, uh, yeah, it's it's, but, it's a it's a downside of getting older. Yeah, I mean, I have been enjoying. I mean, there was Elden Ring. I'm looking forward to Armored Core uh, from from Software when that comes out. But I, I saw it. Oh, um, by the way, just to just to go off on an offshoot because yep. that's what I do. Um, I saw we went to see Guardians of the Galaxy three over the weekend, and they had an ad for Armored Core six. In the hype's the, real. The hype's I, real. I'll tell you, I was like, wow, I can't believe they spent money on putting an ad for this game um, in a movie theater where there were ten people. <laughs> <laughs> hey, kudos to From Software. Uh, I'm I'm really looking forward to uh, Armored Core a lot. Bring I mean, the, the back, game bring back a lot of memories. The game trailer memories. itself was just a lot of things exploding. Yeah, right? It was it's guns awesome. and explosions and mechs and robots. Were you not entertained? <laughs> no, my ears hurt after it because because again, I'm getting older. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, well, you and I will have to do a game review session at some point where you talk about Armored Core Six and I'll talk about Diablo Four, which is coming out uh, in about a month. So. You know, and we'll bore our audience with that. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, what is it, Activision and Diablo? I mean, they might be owned by yeah, that'll Microsoft. Be, it'll be owned by Microsoft at some point, but at least at least I'll still be able to play it on the PS5 until Diablo Five, right? And then they'll they'll then I'll have to buy another Xbox or something, right? I, I guess I'm willing to buy a PC, which is weird because it still runs a Microsoft operating system, but I don't want to go buy an Xbox. Like, is that is that just is that on me or is that just is there's, that, there's is no that need. me being a hypocrite? No, no. I don't think so. Okay. All right. Thanks again for, for chatting with me, Chris. I'm glad you're back. You sound rested and, and, and happier. Yeah, no, it was fun. All right. And we'll see you next time. That's all the time we've got for today's episode. Don't forget to like the video, subscribe to the channel, add any comments you have below. Please get our subscriber count up and join us every week for new episodes of Today in Tech. Have a great day and we'll see you next time.